Um, today's shir, this whole month of learning, should be l'schus. Um, etel chaya bas musya for shalema. Uh, her husband had dedicated this month of learning for Rafua Shalema for her. Should she have a complete and total Rafua and everything? Okay. We are now going to learn. Um, this week is Parshas Nasai. We're going to learn an interesting mimer, very beautiful mimer, very uplifting discourse. Um, on Dav Chavhei in Lakute Torah. The only strange, interesting thing is I can't really identify with a very clear or explain with a clear explanation what this mimer is doing in this week's parsha. I do have some connections, but to say for sure that this is the reason why it's here is it's, uh, it's questionable. Um, it's not on a Pusik of this week's parsha, And generally, it doesn't seem to be on a subject of this week's parsha. Even though it does mention the family of the Levium, the family of Gershon. But just because it mentions the family of, the, of Gershon, now the truth is the parsha begins with Nasai es Rosh B'nai Gershon. You should elevate the heads of the B'nai Gershon. So I should say that's probably the explanation. Since it explains in the Mimer the idea of Gershon to some degree, and it seems to be um, a side note, but yet uh, he does explore Gershon, that could be the explanation. Maybe we'll find more associations. It's not a Pasuk of Parshas Nasai, and it's not a Pasuk in the Haftorah of Nasai. So in the Mimarim, you'll have either a Mimer on the Pasuk or on the holiday related that's coming there, but the holidays for Shavuos, the Memorim for Shavuos are in Pasha's Bamidbar, because that's usually the week that it, uh, that Shavuos comes out after Bamidbar. Um, and um, so it's not on the, on the Parsha, it's not on the Haftorah, it's on a Pasuk that Shmuel, that Chana said, the mother of Shmuel Navi, when she was praising God for the great miracle that she gave her a barren woman a son. She says an interesting pasuk. And this mimer is an explanation of that pasuk. It's a really, really beautiful mimer. The mimer in the end, not the mimer itself, but the Tzemach Tzedek has a lot of Kabbalah at the end of the discourse that I did not go through properly. But the main mimer I, Baruch Hashem, did learn. So a little bit on the end, I don't understand. I mean, I... I didn't look it up, just you gotta look up uh, probably about 20 sources. And I didn't look that up. I wasn't feeling so well, and I'm still not uh, uh, perfect, but the Abish of a telephone. Okay, let's learn. In Shmuel, in, in the Navi, it says like this, and this is in Perek Beis, I think, in Shmuel, Shmuel Aleph. Chana singing Shira, she's giving a song to God for all the miracles he did for her. So in Pasuk Yud, she says, Hashem yechatu mirivav. Hashem, they should be cut off. Yechatu means they should, they should be broken. Hashem yechatu, it should be broken, mirivav, those who fight him. 
Olav upon him, Bashamayim on the heavens, Yarem Hashem, or Yarem, he should uh, shout at him, God should shout at him in heaven. Hashem Yodin Afse Oretz, Hashem should judge at the very corners of the land. Vyitin Oizlam Alka, he should give strength to his king. Vayarem Karen Meshichai, and he should raise the crown or the horn of his anointed one. Apipashtis, the simple meaning. Chana is davening that God should destroy the enemies of his enemies. See the word, it says Hashem Yechatu, Hashem should cut away, should break, should destroy. Merivav. Merivav, interesting, there is the Kree and there is the Ksiv. The Ksiv is the way it's written. It's written Merivai, which means those who fight him. And then it would translate that God should break those who quarrel with him. Okay? Which we need to understand who is quarreling with God. Number two, the way it is read is not Merivo, those who quarrel with him, but Merivav, those who quarrel with them meaning someone else. God, you should break those who quarrel with them. Who quarrels with them? Who fights? So who's the them? So Rashi says, we're talking about, and Rashi combines both, the them and the him. Rashi says, because those who quarrel with the tzaddikim, those who fight against the righteous ones, are quarreling against God. They're fighting against God. Because a war against the tzaddik is a war against Hashem. And that's the meaning of Hashem Yechatu Merivo. Now, Chana is davening this because she's producing a tzaddik. And she knows the tzaddik is going to have enemies. So she's saying Hashem should cut off and destroy the enemies of the tzaddik. Allah upon him. So Rashi learns over here it means for his sake. Bashamayim Yarem in the heavens he should storm. The God on the heavens, he should storm upon, upon who? Allah, for his sake, for the tzaddik's sake, for the one that's being attacked's sake, Hashem should fight back by storming the heavens, by creating a sh big tumlet and noise in the heavens to destroy the enemy. But if you read it a little more carefully, it would seem to be saying Allah is the same one that it says earlier, Hashem, which would mean that Allah on God on Hashem, Bashamayim in the heavens, Yareim. So what does that mean, upon Hashem? On the heavens, the heavens are not upon Hashem, Hashem is upon the heavens. We'll soon see, we'll see all about this. Okay, and then it says, and Hashem should give strength to his king. So the Mepharshim say, Rashi doesn't say this, the Mepharshim say it's referring to, you see, Chana was prophesizing at that moment. She saw the future. She saw her son Shmuel Anavi is going to appoint kings. Shmuel Anavi appointed two kings. One of them he actually he, he appointed and seated him on his throne. The second one he only appointed him, anointed him, but he never got to see him rule because he died before that time. He appointed Shaul Amelech, the first king. 
and then he removed him and he appointed and he anointed David HaMelech. But David, King David never ruled or reigned during the time of Shmuel. It took a few years later that David HaMelech became the king after Shaul's passing and then two years there was a son of Shaul who was the king and finally David was the Melech. That's what he means over here. The Yitan owes he should give strength Lamalko to his king is referring to the king that is actually ruling that, Shaul, that Shmuel Anavi appointed, that's referring to Shaul, King Saul. Vayarem Keren Meshichai is referring to that he should anoint, Vayarem, he should raise Keren, the horn. Meshichai of his anointed one is referring to King David. Because King David was only anointed, but King David was not, King David was only anointed, but King David was not um, yet king. That's why he calls him Meshichai, the anointed one. In other words, Hashem should not only, so Khan is already davening not only for Shmuel, but for Shmuel's work, that it should be continued, even after Shmuel's passing, that his power should continue and his, his work should go on, that the kings that are coming from him, their kingdoms should last. And obviously that he should destroy all the enemies that are rising up against Shmuel, Shaul, and David that's the simple meaning. Now let's take a look in the Mimer, where the Mimer is going to go deep into this idea that God should destroy those who quarrel with Him. And who are the ones that quarrel with Him? So we said earlier, those who fight against the tzaddikim are fighting against God. Okay. But it seems like there's a direct assault against God. So based on the Zohar, the Alter Rebbe is going to is going to develop an idea, an amazing, beautiful idea. That we're talking about, the Zohar says, Merivo, those who fight against Havaya, against the name Yudke Vavke. There is the name Yudke Vavke, and there are those who are opposed to the tetragrammat in the name Yudke Vavke. In particular, they fight against Meriv, the Zohar takes the word Merivo and splits it into two. Meriv Vav. They fight against the Vav. They quarrel with the Vav. In the Yudke Vavke itself, in the Tetragrammaton, they are opposed to the Vav. What's the Vav? So we know that the Vav in the Yudke Vavke is the, is the um, composite of all the ten Sephirot, which God emanates to run the creation, to relate to the world. And the first two, Yud and He, are Chachma and Bina, the intellectual faculties, the intellectual powers, and the Vav is the emotional, the emotions of Hashem. So these are enemies against God's emotions. They fight against God's mood, so to speak. And that's what they're attacking. What is that? So the idea, and really the whole mimers can be said in two lines. I mean, it goes deeper and deeper. Is Hashem's structure for creation and Hashem's attitude and desire and energy and, 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 and you say, um, um, uh, state of, state of uh, emotion or mood in the creation is that God wants kindness. The Ebishter wants kindness. Kindness and compassion. That's what God wants. It doesn't mean that there is not a little sprinkle of harshness and judgment, but the Gevura and the harshness are only to help facilitate the kindness. 
The name Avaya is Rachamim and Chesed. That's what it stands for. Even though the Vav means six, and in the six emotions you have a right side and a left side, Chesed and Gevura. And Gevura is ju- judgment, which re- re- includes retribution, punishment, and all the harshness that comes from Midas Adin. But the way it is structured, as it is emanating from the name of Avaya, is that the left side is much weaker than the right side. And its entire existence is only to assist the right side. In assisting and administrating the kindness, there has to be a little judgment, as we'll see soon. Those who fight against God are forces in the universe that are just pure mean-spirited and want to see punishment and harshness in the world. And they can be incarnated in human beings that are just simply bad people and love to see suffering. And even with, out of religiosity and have causes of like, like people claim like a piety and all kinds of religious reasons in which they fight the fight in which they want people that are sinned to be punished. And he says, and he's going to explain that most of the, that time it has nothing to do with devotion to God. It's just as you say in Yiddish, Ashlechta Mensch. Ashlechta Mensch. Ashlechta Mensch means a bad person. Person. I don't know how to say that in Persian. Right? A bad person. I said it in Yiddish. A bad person. That's someone who just wants to see someone suffer. And that's why you have people that, that they, they enjoy when someone is being punished, or they enjoy yelling at someone, shh, in shul. And it's not because they want it to be quiet, they just have an enjoyment in, 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 in the yard and, 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 to, and to embarrass people and to yell at people. That's the fighting, and that, that's in the physical form. And in the spiritual form, it's the, it's, 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 there's malachim that way. There are forces of punishment, forces that, the henchmen who operate Gehenim, hell, they're not nice people. They're not nice angels that just want people to be cleansed. They're in the work because they like seeing suffering. They enjoy the shrieks and the screaming of people that are suffering. And they enjoy, they find, it gives them a pleasure. Their entity is built on gevura, on blood. How does it happen? Somehow, as a result of the shattering of the vessels, and we're good gevura, which is supposed to be just in causing an intensity to kindness, as we're going to see soon, sort of gets gets perverted, gets disconnected from its source, and it takes on a soul of its own, a life of its own. And when it takes on a life of its own, and it does not, it's not purposeful with the intention to fix, just with the intention to destroy and to hurt. That is the, those are the biggest enemies of God in the world. And that's why when you see today, whether it's ISIS or people like this that have a, a, a viciousness and a horror to them, it's the difference between the judgments of the Torah. When the Torah has judgments, it's, even when the Torah is harsh, it's always to bring a tikkun to the person who needs that cleansing and that purification. So always the punishment is not for the sake of the punishment. This punishment is for the sake of the fixing, of the tshuva, of the cleansing and that, but never with the intention of hurting, of destruction. That's why there's no punishment in Torah of jail, 
prison because it really doesn't help a person. It's just a destructive element. Um, there's other punishments that need to be done. Even when there is death, when the Torah prescribes death, which seems like you're, you're destroying the person completely, it's in order that the person should be able to come to the world to come. He gets his cleansing and his kapara through the punishment to the basin because there's no other way to repair this soul, only through going through that pain, and only God is the one who can decide something like that. But where the intention is to inflict suffering and pain, where hell doesn't have a purpose of anything further, just for burning in hell, God forbid, that kind of an attitude is the, is the worst entity and it is the most anti-godly element in existence. And that's the idea of Hashem Yechatu Merivav. God, may it be cut away, Merivav, those who fight against Him. In this mimer, he's going to explain what is the mechanics that these forces that are a force in the universe, in other words, there is such an entity, there are angels, there are beings, there are forces out there that are destructive forces, and they're very religious. That's the whole point. They, they're doing it kind of to stand for like God's honor, but they don't have a, a kindness underneath it all. It's just with the, with the intention of seeing suffering, because deep inside they enjoy suffering, even though they're like the Inquisition. They're a religious a tribunal. They're, 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 they stand for but they're evil. And how are these forces eliminated? They need to be eliminated. How are they eliminated? So that's what, that's what Chava was, Chana was davening. And in her prayer, in the word Hashem, Yechatu Merivai, Hashem is going to cut away or destroy those who fight Him. In the word Hashem, the Altareb is going to explain that in the musical note that the word Hashem has, which is, a, which is called a Gershim, and that's the connection to Gershon of this week's parsha, the family of Levi. It's a musical note that's called Ger, Gershim. It's two, the way it looks like, it looks like two um, quotation marks, or one quotation mark, a double, a double half circle, moving to, the, moving to the left, to the right side, going from the right down, like this, one, one under the other, like this. That's the way, that's what it looks like. And it has a certain tune. And the tune that it has, has two notes to it. And I know in, in, in Tanakh, in, in, in the Navi reading, I'm not that sure, because I'm not big in, in, in Trump, but in, 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 it, in, in uh, what's it called again, in the uh, Torah reading, it's Gershayim. It's like it has two Two forces, uh, 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 a double, a double sound. And the Alter Rebbe is going to explain that in that, in that double sound of the Gershim, which is on the word Hashem, Yechatu Merivav, is the explanation how these forces are completely eliminated. How these, these I forgot to mention one thing. We mentioned up till now that they are, these are bad people or these are forces of spiritual forces that are dead bent in hurting and bringing suffering to people. Demons, but they can be angels too. Um, you wonder like sometimes, you know, you have people that are work in jails, wardens. I would assume that 90% of the time, who are the people who apply for that job in the first place? 
It's like you couldn't get yourself another job. I'm not saying society needs it. And it would be nice sometimes as a kind someone. But in concept, you're applying for that job. You're, you're obviously, you like roughing people up. That's your, uh, that's l'chatchila, where you are. I sometimes wonder who are the people who apply uh, to be the parking enforcers. Uh, because you got to enjoy, you know, ah, gotcha. If that's not your enjoyment, you have many other ways to make a living. Like, why are you picking to be the parking enforcing guy? Right, just inflicting pain. But in addition to that, um, there is another thing. It's, they begin, it starts with angels who, 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 are, who, are, who slander, accusing angels. And they just want to accuse. They always want to find fault. And it begins like in a kindergarten when you always have the kid who's always talitating on everybody. A, that's a seed. It starts. You know, the kid is always, he's always got to go tell the teacher who's misbehaving. That's a seed. And parents have to watch out for that. When you see that, you have to fix that. That's not good. That trait is totally antithetical to God, to holiness. Because it's, it is a pleasure in, in hurting other people. And, 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 and as we're going to learn over here, it's not to say that we don't need sometimes disciplining and disciplining, disciplinary and whatever methods. It's important. But it's always with a gentleness and a kindness and with a love. And exactly only how much is needed to do the repair and that's it. And without, and it has to hurt the person that's administrating it. It has to cause the person a lot of pain that I have to do this. But if there's chas v'shalem, any bit of enjoyment when you're rebuking someone, yelling at someone, whatever it is, and there's any kind of pleasure in it, that's a no-no. That's really bad. And that's all connected to these disconnected gavuras, powers of gavura that have lost their space in the universe as being the, 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 um, the support for chesed. And when they become entity on their own. And that's a fragmentation and a disconnect. And over here in the Maimur is going to explain how are these, how does, do, are these accusing angels or these beings that are into this accusation? Bilam, for instance, he's one of these guys. Because he opened up his mouth and he knew how to find the worst in people. And he was looking to find fault in the Jewish people, to slander them, to bring, to bring accusations against them. So how do you shut them up? That's the question. So we're going to see when there is a certain flow of energy into the cosmic order from a very, very high kindness, where the, where the forces that stand against Hashem, where the forces, of, 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 that, where the forces that accuse, that stand in, in, in accusation against the Abishter, against, against good people, people that want to realize that they stand no chance realize that they don't stand even the slightest chance because the king is not an all he's not at all meaning God in this case is not an all doesn't have even an ear to listen and that is we're going to see that's a higher level of kindness when Hashem a regular kindness they can get into because God did set up the system here's the idea Hashem did set up the system of Melech Mishpat Yamit Aras that Hashem Hashem rules the world with Mishpat with, with rule of law and therefore, when someone broke the law, there is, the, there is litigation. And someone can come to the 
court and someone can come to the judge and demand retribution or demand a punishment. That's just the way it is. So when God is running the... So even though the person who's asking for the... Even though the prosecuting angel, his intention is not the law of the land. His intention is not that there should be peace in the land. His intention is to hurt this individual, to throw him in jail and to throw away the keys. This is his desire. This is what he wants. This is his pleasure. But still, there is room. There is room for his accusation. Because after all, God is running the world on a system of virtue and, 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 uh, and guilt. That's the system. Deserving or undeserving. So in order to eliminate the possibility of these entities at certain times when you don't want them to come close, for instance, when Bilam was opening his mouth to come and he, Bilam knew how to push all the buttons. Bilam knew how to find all the disgusting elements and the, all the problems, even the slight things and to find, to discover a rat. He was able to find it in every person. Even in the finest person, he can find the faults in the person. So when Bilam wants to slander the Jewish people, Hashem has to kick in. The point is Hashem has to kick into a different mode of operation. We're a place where the person doesn't eat, where the slanderer or the prosecuting angel or this evil person gets thrown out or shut or, or, or is, or is or is silenced even before he gets to open his mouth. And that's because God is operating from a different place of kindness. A kindness that is not based on any deservance. A kindness is, I am kind. I want to be giving. That's what I want. I just want to give. Usually God does not operate from that very high place because it's a very dangerous place. Because from there, then you can end up with a, gener you can end up with a generation of the flood. Because God was giving and giving and giving indiscriminately and then people become spoiled and evil can prosper. So God usually sets a filter. See, the underlying force that's un beneath the entire cosmos, the underlying flow of energy is an infinite kindness and a desire to give without asking for anything in reward. The Abishtu wants to give, 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 but God has to block that with a big screen and not allow that kindness into the universe. Because when that what's going to be, it's going to bring about a free-for-all, and it's going to cause a, 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 the world won't be productive. When people, there won't be any accountability, and then we won't reach the ultimate good. So therefore, there has to be a filter on that kindness. And God also does operate with kindness, but a kindness that's measured with gevura. It's tempered with gevura. It's reward and punishment. It's a system that kind of slows the kindness down and puts it more into a logical place. Over there, the accusing angels can come in but and, and accuse. So when they come with too much chutzpah and they're coming to demand punishment, retribution, vengeance, or whatever it is, then God escapes, so to speak, to a higher mode. He kicks in from a higher place where the kindness is limitless, and when that happens, or he removes part of that filter, so to speak, allowing the kindness, and when they, they come and they see the face of the king, they say he's not in the mood of judgment now. He's just not interested. There's nothing to talk about, because he's not operating right now from the place of, 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 of deserving or undeserving. He just wants to be kind, so there's no one to talk to. And that's what, that's what shuts them up completely. And that's the idea that he develops in the mind. But let's read it inside. Ksiv, it says, Hashem, Hashem, you're going to destroy and crush 
Meriva are those who fight him. The kasha and the, and the question is, me and my Meriva, my Hashem, who are the ones who fight with God? So look in Zohar, in Parshas Vayikra. Masha Pirish, what the Zohar says. Beshaita the dinim is aren vishlitin. At the time when the dinim, when judgments are evoked, vishlitin, and they and they and they dominate, when the forces of judgment rear their head and they start and they intensify their accusation and their prosecution in heaven, when it's when they come with a great force, Shalten al Rahmi then the chas v'shalem, something terrible can happen. They could dominate over God's attribute of mercy. Meaning they could rule over mercy and plug the mercy and plug the compassion. That could possibly happen. V'rachmi iskafian. And then the attribute of compassion, which is the right side, chesed and rachamim, gets subdued to the other side to the side of judgment and harshness. That makes God very unhappy. Because that's, that's not the system that the Ebishter wants in creation. So what has to happen then? In order that this, that this imbalance, this creates an imbalance. Because the way, the default mode, okay, let's always go back to the default mode. The default mode that God created is the system is that chesed, the right side, should be more powerful than the left side. And that the left, the dinim, should only be in service of the chesed. The judgment should only be in serving of chesed. That's the way God created But if chas v'shalem, at certain times, the left side becomes intensified, and they start overpowering the right side. So what happens then? There needs to be a special bracha to create balance again. And to weaken the left side, to weaken this, the powers of gevura, which are the powers of judgmental forces, forces of, 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 of slander, forces of, of our seeking punishment and, and all of that. That needs to be subdued. How is it subdued? What happens is the Abishter needs a bracha. Similar, it's interesting that he doesn't bring this Indian, I'm surprised he doesn't bring this Indian, of Rabbi Yishmael Kayin Gadol, when he was in the Kaidish HaKadashim, God says to him, give me a blessing. And Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Gadol says, um, uh, Hashem says, Barcheni, and Hashem says, Yiratin, let it be the will, Sheyich Rachmecha as Kascha, let your mercy overpower your, your anger, which means your right side should expand and, 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 and take, and, and, which means, and what's a brach? What does it mean Rabbi Shmuel is benching God? How is he benching God? Hashem needs a brach of him. How does it work? And the answer is there's a level called HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Baruch Hu is not the essence of the Ein Sof. Kaddish Baruch Hu is God's face to the universe. Hashem as He's operating the world, Hashem as He lowers Himself down into a spherotic range, where He's relating to the world through the spheros. So primarily it's the, either the nine spherot besides Malchus. Malchus is called Shechina. But the six, the nine emotions, or the six emotions called HaKadosh Baruch that's called a kaddish If chas v'shalem, the dinim, the judgments become a little too intense in our kaddish baruch so what has to happen? The Ebishter needs a bracha. We have to open up the filter and allow more orange soif, more light. We have to go back to the initial infinite light, and over there, what's the intention over there? Pure kindness, pure infinite desire to give and give. When you allow that in. 
What that does is it sends the clipper. It sends the, the, the judgments running. It intensifies the right side, but more than that, it doesn't even, it shuts them up because they know there's no one to talk to. When the, when the king's face is radiating, when his countenance is shining, and he's happy, he's besimcha, and there's like this extra flood of, of kindness and goodness, they, they stand no chance. So the Zayar says that. What happens? At the time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is barach, Hashem becomes blessed. From the mabua, from the, from the um, flow, nachla of the river, from the river, meaning the river flowing from the higher spherot, Chachme and Binas, we're going to see that that's the river, Binas called the river. But the origination of the flow is from Keser, from the crown, from the infinite light. Kedain Gavri Rachmi, then once you bring down the whiteness, the supernal whiteness of the, of the crown of, of, of Keser, then Rachamim gains the upper hand, Veskafian Dina, and the judgments become subdued. Hadohu Dichsiv, this is what it says, that Hashem let those who quarrel with Him, which are those entities in the world that stand for gevura and accusation, and to say uh, they should be shut off. It's a very interesting thing that in 1990, I remember this very clearly, there was a very, very big Rosh Hashiva in Eretz Yisrael who held big speeches, in the in, in in Yad Vashem, or not Yad Vashem, in uh, in in big big stadiums, and he had thousands of people coming. Oh, and in his speeches that he gave over there, he was warning the secular Israelis that God is waiting and waiting, and if they think they can continue being secular and continue ignoring Hashem, they're not realizing that the cup is filling and filling and filling and filling, and at a certain point God loses his patience, like he did by the Holocaust, and another Holocaust is going to come. And this is what he said publicly for thousands of people. And this was broadcasted in, in all of Israel. And everybody said that so-and-so was predicting another holocaust. This was before Saddam Hussein and the attack on Israel. The Rebbe took personal offense. And the Rebbe was spent an entire fabringing, crying and like screaming. You can hear. Like how does a Yid stand and say things like this and evoke judgments on the Jewish people? and turn God into a monster, as if God sits and waits there, he just can't wait till watching the cup. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and reaches a certain point, boom, he just, he, he you know, uh, Hashem loses it. And he gets, and he brought, the Rebbe was bringing all kinds of things that when Yeshaya Navi um, said something negative against the Jewish people, how upset Hashem got. And if you can see Mamish that the Rebbe was fighting this fight. He was trying to change the mood because it looks like that accusation took, a, took effect up there. And the Rebbe was fighting as much as with all his might to change that around Chas Shalom because you have to be very careful when you, when, you, when, you, when you open, especially if you're a person of influence and your, and your words are heard, you have to be very careful not to Chas Shalom speak. Now, I'll say the word Nevi'im that spoke and rebuked the Jewish people. That's when the Navi is coming directly from God and God puts the word in his mouth that he must tell the people that this and this is going to happen. He has to do that. But if you're not a Navi and just to come and predict a holocaust and, and punishments and who knows what on the Jewish people is a horrible thing.
And over there you can see there was a fight, a spiritual fight going on. It's a very interesting idea. Um, I am to understand this idea. How is it that the judgments are mis'arim? How is it that the judgments are evoked? Nikra merivoy. How is it that when the judgments are evoked, that's called merivoy, those who fight God? Just because the left side is evoked, that's called fighting God. It's called fighting Yudke Vavke. The Indian and the idea is Kishem Midas The name, the tetragrammaton, is the name associated with compassion. Vahagam, and even though the Shem Avaya who bizarre, now even though the name Avaya is in the Ze'er Anpin, Ze'er Anpin is called the small face of God, which represents a collage of all the six Sefirot, Chesed, Gevurit, Feres, Netzach, that's all called Ze'er Anpin. So, and in Ze'er Anpin there is Chesed, and there is Gevurah. So what are we saying that it's all, that it's all kindness? The Ze'er Anpin, the, the Yudke Vavke, it's Inside that is also the Mida, the attribute of Gevura. That's it is, as we're speaking about divine attributes. And so too as that translates into the creation. Because God created the world through his attributes. Six days of creation, six attributes. Six emotional attributes. So we see as it translates it, from the creation we can derive the energy that created them. By looking at the creation... And the type of creation, you can see what was behind it. Right? When a person, you look at a painting, you can see if the person was full of love or full of anger. When you look at the painting. So when you look at God's handiwork, you see what was behind it. So you see that there are two groups of malachim. There's malach Michael and his camp. And these are angels of, of incredible love. Love, powerful love and, 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 and kindness. But then there's also, there's also the, 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 the camp of Gavriel. And Gavriel, his camp, this is the camp of fear and awe and dread and, 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 and fire. So there is also Gavura. So what are we saying? So you see that since in the creation you have both Chesed and Gavura, so it must be that in the Creator, the Gavura was also playing a role in creation. And so too in the creation of the crea- the coming into being of creations. Which ultimately the, the, the coming into the creation comes from the name Avaya. So that's the point over here. You see, if the only way we can derive something about the name, the tetragrammaton, from looking at the creation, is only if we're going to establish that the creation has a connection to the tetragrammaton, to the Yudke Vavke. And really, one can argue and say, the creation comes from the name of Elohim. Bereshis bara Elohim. Not, so by looking at the creation, you can't deduce anything about the name Yudke Vavke. But the Rebbe says it's not true. Because the creation did come about from the name Yudke Vavke. Because even though immediately at the beginning of the creation it says only Elohim, but later it says, Biyom Asais Hashem Elohim. That Havaya is the underlying promoter and drive in creation, not Elohim. Elohim is only an encasement. But Havaya is the real force. And since in the creation, what do we find? There are four camps of angels that surround the Shekhinah. And what are they? Machna Michal, the camp of Michal, which is Chesed, kindness. Machna Gavriel, the camp of Gavriel, which is Gevura, which is discipline and might. 
So you see that what? We see that what? That there is Gevura in the universe. And there has to be Gevura then in Havaya. So why are we saying that the, that the identity of Yudke Vavke is kindness? And that's why anybody that's, and when judgments are evoked, it's a war against, against Havaya, against the Yudke Vavke, when the Yudke Vavke itself has Gevura. So this is where he's going to answer the question that even though, yes, it has Gevura, but the Gevura is only to support kindness, not an, an, an energy on its own. This is similar to the idea that the left side needs to be absorbed and included in the right side. Like you find also by the Avais that Avram and Yitzchak, what does Avram do? Avram binds Yitzchak. That means Avram has to have control over Yitzchak. Avram is kindness, Yitzchak is very important. But he has to be under Avram's control. You can't let Yitzchak loose on a rampage, you have to have him tied. Right? And the left has to be subdued to the right. Also, we know that in the Kohanim and the Levian, who are the dominant ones? The Kohanim. Because the Kohanim are the energy of kindness. The Levian are energy of fire, of Gevurah. And the Levian have to be secondary to the Kohanim. That's the whole subject of these parshias. That the Eberster points, says to Aaron and his sons, that the Levian will be your attendants. They will help you in your service. They'll be secondary. So that, it's the idea that the left has to be surrendered to the right. It is absorbed. And it's not only, when we say, it's not only weaker. One is stronger and one is weaker. It means that it should be included in the right. Which means that the very, the very gavura um, itself should be for the, serving the purpose of the right. It should be doing the work of kindness. It should be... Because when you add a little gavura to the kindness, it enhances the kindness, as we're going to see in a minute. It is, it is absorbed and nullified to the kindness. And if so, as Adarabah, on the contrary, it creates a tayelis. It creates a, a gain. And an, and, and an extra quality to chesed. Someone is very thirsty, you can drink water, and it's a refresher. But then you can drink lemonade. So, and you get a little lemonade, it's like, ah, it wakes you up, it gives you such a refresh. But the lemonade has a lot of sugar, it's sweet, and it's got a little sourness to it, and it's got that refresh. If you squeeze just pure lemons to refresh, this doesn't, I mean, it might be, you know, sometimes if you need, you need a little lemon, but... It, the, 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 and water is good, but the lemonade is, is, it's got the extra zing that intensifies that refreshing. Right? It adds a little fire to the water. A little, a little zing. The zinger, that's what it is. It adds a little bit of quality to the kindness. More than if kindness would stand on its own. Because kindness is really cold. Kindness, kindness is water. And water is cold. And fire, gavura, is heat. Now, let's understand that a little better. I can explain. Like water, it's cold, and it's wet. 
And therefore, well, meaning to say something like this, when a person is being kind, then um, it's, 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 what is kindness? Kindness is, a, is, is, is an expansion. It's an expansion. It's, you're, 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 you're allowing your energy or whatever you have to flow. It's opening, it's opening, it's expanding. And since there's no barrier there, so it expands. How does it expand? It expands. It expands in a, in a, in a chilled out manner, in a cool way. So it's not intense. And sometimes when you go to a very kind person, they're not intense. There's no intensity. And there's no intensity. Sometimes there's calmness. What does that do sometimes? It causes that the, the energy that flows from them is very, is, is not, I don't say squandered, but very, very mellow. And sometimes because of the extreme mellowness of that flow, uh, you can't get what you need from them. You need a favor, you need help because it's so mellow. It'll, it'll, yeah, I'll take care of it, I'll do it. It's lacking the, 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 the intensity to get it done, to care about it, to, to like really do it, because it's just pure kindness. And let's understand something about kindness. The difference between kindness and gavura is that in, people think that kindness is like selfless, and gavura is very selfish. I'm not giving you unless you deserve. But if you really think about it at the very deepest point, kindness is a selfish, because kindness is about me, I like giving. I have, I want to give, I like giving. It's not about the recipient, it's about the giver. And the giver likes to, exp to, to, the giver likes to be everywhere. So it's not enough, you know, I like to be everywhere. I want to be in your pocket, meaning I want to fill your pocket with, with me. I want to fill your table with me. I, I like expanding and giving and giving and giving. That's the essence of kindness. Since it's more about self, what happens if there's an obstacle? If, if I, I, I'm kind, but there's a problem, whatever. I, I tried sending you something, but uh, someone interfered. And someone blocked the, the uh, uh, whatever, the, the, the check was returned. Uh, whatever it was, you know, it could be so many things that happened that, that, that uh, technical whatever it is didn't work. Okay, but I'm satisfied already. I did my kind. But Gavura, what's Gavura? In Gavura, you, you, you sense the recipient. That's why extremely it's, you don't deserve it, not getting anything. But the, a, a touch of Gavura is the idea of fire, and the idea of restraint and, and focus. And what that does to the kindness, when you add Gavura to the kindness, it gives more of a, a, a parameters to the kindness, more of a direction to the kindness, it, it, it focuses it in a narrow direction, adding the intensity to the kindness, which thereby makes the kindness be that until you're not going to be helped, I'm not going to be quiet. Because I'm going to fight, fight. And that can only come when there's a fire to the kindness. And that fire to the kindness, that's the lemonade. That's not the water. The water flows. The lemonade is, is, is it's cooking. There is something intense there. There's something there that's, that's causing that, that um, it's, it's the passion in the giving. The passion in the giving comes from the fire, comes from the gavura, not from the chesed.
But that's Gevura Shebechesed. It's not that I want to give because I like to spread and I like to give. I really want to give. I'm, 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 I'm intensely into giving. The intensification, the fire in the giving, ooh, that's the excitement, and that's the fire, and that's the gavur. And therefore you find, for instance, in the person, when soul, the soul enlivens the body, the soul enlivens the body not through water. There's no water flowing in the, in the veins. There's blood flowing in the veins. Now blood is on the one hand, it's a liquid, it's like water, it flows. But on the other hand, it's gvurash abachasid. It's blood, it's red, and it's 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 intense. Because to give life, life-giving feature, the soul should be committed to the body. It's only because the soul has a gvura element. It wants to enliven the body. And it's determined to them. The intensity of it, that's the that's translates in blood, which is the life force of a person. But plain, mellow giving wouldn't do it. The ikr achayas chamimus. And the main life comes through heat. Like we say that blood is the soul. And so we also find spiritually. When there's only water. Sometimes water, because it's cold, can get frozen. I mean, a person who's kind can get frozen in his kindness. It's like, because, it's, because he's so like, uh, mellow, because of the mellowness, the intensity of it keeps the warmth and keeps the water flowing. A river freezes when it gets too cold. When, it, when, the, when the sun comes, the gavura comes, the heat comes, what does it do? It melts the ice, and then the rivers are cooking. Then the river, the mayim, the water, the kindness is, 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 is flowing with all of its intent. Sometimes it can stop. Again, when does something stop? When, when does ashpa stop? When you're giving, but you were never excited about the giving. You're just giving because you like giving. So if there is some obstacle, as we said earlier, something got in the way. And it didn't happen. So then, okay, I did, I did mine already. You know, I gave my kind. But where there is, but where you have gvura in the kindness, the gvura shebechesed, so that intensifies that kindness and assures that no matter what kind of obstacle there might be in the way, I'm going to push through it. And where do you find that also by Yaakov? When Yaakov, uh, see over there by Yaakov Avinu there was water, the water troughs. And, the, and water is kindness, there's a flow. But in order for them to be able to create, so by the way, it says an interesting thing. Rashi says that one of the opinions of the Medrash is that the animals became impregnated not by the, fem- by the males. The female sheep by Yaakov did not become impregnated by the males, but the water itself became, um, became like uh, fertilized the, the females and gave them and made them give birth. But the only way that happened was that Yaakov put the sticks, the polka dotted sticks and the, the stripes and all that. He peeled the sticks and they were reddish color. And what did that do? It heated up the, the sheep when they came to drink. 
So the way he, he learns it over here, maybe based on Azar, I'm not exactly sure, is that you got like this, you got the sheep, the sheep is the female. So the sheep is the makabal, it's the recipient. The water, that's the mashpia. Water on its own is chesed. That's not life-giving, you can't, you can't create a child just from chesed. But when the sheep, the recipient, the, the female, in this case, the sheep were heated up, that caused the heating up also in the maklois, in the, in the sticks, and that brought in the water the intensity in the water which would enable impregnation, which would enable birth to take place. Bichlal in procreation. The, 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 the intimacy that brings to a birth of a child, the male to female hashpa that he gives is one of love, but this is not mellow love. It's not like the love you love. You love uh, a child love it, which is a consistent, natural, easy flow. It's very passionate, it's very intense, it's very, it's very, very, it's very focused and very strong. And the actual giving of the hashpah is also coming in a manner of a, what's called in, in Kabbalah and Hasidus, a ratzai v'shuv, which means a giving and a holding back, a giving and a holding back, and a giving and a holding back, and only with the restrictions of giving and holding back can someone give their essence. Because if there's no holding back and it's just constant flow, there's no gavuras and there's no that, then it's, there's no life to it. To be able to create living, or in this case, to be collect a living sperm, it has to come with an intensity of yeah and no and yeah and no and, and dafka that can create life. Because the gavura has to be in the chesed. When the chesed is pure chesed, it's nice, but you're not going to create a new human being because you're not going to give your essence. It's not coming from a deep place. Generally, when something is coming cold, meaning it's coming without effort. So it's coming from you, but it's coming from your external. A person who's kind, and they're giving. What are they giving from? From the excessive money that they have, from the extra. But that they should really put themselves in day and night to help that other person not sleep. That has to be already with a gavur element. Only then is it, do they give themselves over, not just a little bit, uh, you know, of an extra. That's the idea of why chesed must have gavura, which is the jalapeno, which is the spice in it, to give it the zinger, which is necessary. Okay. Because every birth, cannot be, we turn over the page, only through heat. Which is the idea of Gevura. So the way the soul gives life to the body requires blood, which is Gevura. The way a person creates a child requires uh, Gevura. And also it says by, it doesn't bring it over here, by rain as well. Rain is also coming drop, drop. It doesn't come flood. If it just comes pouring down, it doesn't create any growth. It has to come drop, 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 drop. That's that's like an intimacy. It's like coming, drop, 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 and dafka that brings life to the earth and gives chayas. And it's called gevura. What do we daven for rain? Not in the first bracha, which is chesed. In the second bracha, ato gibor, that's when we daven for rain. Gevura is kishan. And that's why. B'shem havaya mahamva. That's why God's name havaya which is the pulsating force in all of creation to create the world, has to be pulsating. 
And the pulsating of it, it can't be a continuous flow. The pulsating of it is this yeah and no, yeah and no, chesed and gavura. That's what the gavura serves. Hakol tzarechli is gamkei mepchenes gavura. It needs to be gavura. And that's why there needs to be gavura in the world. That's why God emanated gavura. So there should be an intense intensity in the relationship. Allah, as he says, shekhlula be'yamin. It's part of the right. It's not about not giving. It's not about withholding. It's about giving more. It's like in every in, in, in any romance, the the, 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 the the what creates the intense love is the holding back, the 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 the, the, the not the not giving. It, it's it's that elusiveness, and the, and the, that creates the intensity. That's why in the laws of the Jewish marriage, the whole thing is structured to be yeah and no, yeah and no, on and off, on and off, on and off, and everything. It requires that, because that's where intense love, real giving can happen, and real birth can happen. The imkain, so in God's relationship with the world, it's the same intensity. So there has to be no today you're not getting. Yesterday you were so kind to me and everything was flowing and everything was working out so well. And today suddenly the doors are locked and I'm knocking on this door and I'm knocking on this, not working out. Boom, 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 boom. Why? It keeps you alive. It keeps the, the relationship refreshed instead of like every day, you know, what's going on? Call the bank. Yeah, it's fine. It's never that way. I wake up every day, I call the bank. It's minus in the bank every day. <laughs> now where is it going to come? Today. Mamish today, I was minus 246 times. And I have no kachas because I covered the bank the last three days. And today, suddenly a check hits from out of nowhere for my son's yeshiva in Argentina. It hits the bank. All right. Knocks it off again, $1,000. I'm negative. But I'm not negative 1000 I'm negative $264. And I was, I have no kachas. I'm not feeling well. I have to appear the Thursday night chair. Who can think about this nourish of $264? I'm not interested in it anymore. Now, there are a bunch of people who have pledges out that they owed money, but I have no patience to pick up the phone and say, can I go and pick up a check? I'm not, don't want to deal with it. I'm not dealing with it. That's what I felt today. Then the clock is ticking. I don't want to get a charge tomorrow of $30 that they, because I was overdrawn. I don't want to do that. Shine. So I'm sitting here and, and, I, and I keep on going down like every hour to check the mail, because maybe the mail came, maybe it's a check came. But lately, the mailman is coming very late. He's not coming. There's a locksmith who actually fixed the lock downstairs. And I go down, it's four. Bank closes at five. And for some reason, I'm just like, well, the Abish is going to take care. So then, at a quarter to five, oh, no, 20 to five, I go downstairs, and I'm saying to myself, you know what? I'm going to the bank. I, I don't have any money. I'm going to the bank. My car wasn't here. My, so I went downstairs to the front. I'm going to walk to the bank. Without a, I don't know, somewhere such as Angel. And when I walk down, I look in the mailbox. I, it's like a, I see, oh, the mail is here. It just happened, Manish, within the last 10 minutes, between the locksmith being and the, there it was. And there were two, one for 1000 and one for $36. There you go. But that's so beautiful, because if the money would have been there from the morning, and this would have not happened, there isn't the tension, there isn't the, there isn't the tension. And now I'm walking, I'm saying, hey, Bishter, you're, you're really cool. Because after, after I covered my negative, it was 771. So I said a 770, it's like really cool. No, but, it's, but, but, but the point over here is that there's, there's, there, there is the yeah and the no. You don't have, you do have. You know how you do have. You do have the image that gives and not gives. And that's a relationship. That's where it's intense. That's where it's alive.
So Rahman is God. Most people have a billion dollars in the bank. God's a, God's a lapit. God should. There's <laughs> like nothing. It's like totally mellow. So it's like, yeah. Shem should protect us, eh? <laughs> this is life. This is alive. Someone told me Rabbi Fassman, Allah Shalom, we should mention Rabbi Fassman. He passed. Uh, uh, um, he did so much for this, this community. So someone had mentioned to me that every day he would check the bank. And if the bank was positive, he would go learn. If the bank was negative, he would hustle to cover the cola. One time he checked the bank and there was a penny in the bank. Mama, she was positive with one penny. Oh, he's a penny. He went to the cola to learn. He, he liked learning. So he went to cola to learn. <laughs> When it goes negative, we have to worry, so we have to make phone calls, we have to collect, we have to get the thing. But that's, that's alive, that's a relationship. And that's Gevuris Kisham, and that's where the Gevura plays with the Chesed. Today you get, you don't get, you do get, you do get. And the Ebrister plays with all of us that way, because he wants us to be, I mean it doesn't always, it's not only in money, by me it translates in money, by other people and other things, but uh, you, want, you want that, 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 that the Kotzka Rebbe said that the curse that came to the snake that God, God told the snake that I will offer Tashiv, that you, I'm sorry, that you're going to offer Toichal Kol Yimei Chayacha, that you're going to eat um, earth all the days of your life. So the question is, what's that a curse? He has his food everywhere. He has his food all the time. Every other animal can't eat earth. So you have to run around for food. The only one who's Mamasha, he's always, he's always has his lunch ready, is the snake. So why, why, uh, so the Katzkarev said that was the curse was that God says, here's your food, don't talk to me. I don't want to be in a relationship with you. Every other animal calls out Tasha. It's hungry, calls out. Ka'ayol taregal afikei Give me a little water, give me this, give me that. The snake doesn't have to talk to the animals. But the gevur is kishan. Now God could have created the world with chesed, pure chesed, without gevura. And then there would have been plenty for everybody all the time. But there wouldn't be this intimacy. There wouldn't be this. This gevura. There wouldn't be the spice in the relationship. But the problem, however, is that's the intention of gevura. But when withholding starts becoming a project of its own, when not giving and punishment starts becoming. A a a a, 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 an ideal. It starts becoming a, a, uh, a, uh, a, 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 to hold back because you shouldn't get because you should be punished and I'm not, that is really that's against God's will. But if the gevur is not included in kindness, like it was in the world of Tayu. That was the problem in the world of Tayu. Where Chesed was Chesed, and Gevura did not know that it's here to serve Chesed. Where the left was not a... It was a problem in Gevura that Gevura didn't think it's part of Chesed, but Chesed didn't invite Gevura to participate either. Because Chesed was extreme in being Chesed, and it did not leave any room for Gevura either. So there was a problem in both of them. So what came about through this is the coming about of harsh judgments. And from the shvira, and from the shattered vessels, and olam it's not that way. 
When God reconstructs the vessels, He created a blend. But since this world is built on shards and debris from the world of Tayu, and, and in the world of Tayu there was extreme gavura that was not for the purpose of chesed. So what that allows for in the creation to have an independent gavura that, 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 that stands for its own, which turns into devilish angels, or, or malachim, prosecuting angels, and, 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 and malachim that stoke the Gehenims of hell. I'm sorry, the fires of hell, of Gehenna or purgatory. That's what they enjoy doing. And they love pining in, like you say in Yiddish. They love tormenting souls and beings and bringing harshness and punishment. And the Abish just shall up it that no one shall fall into their hands of these creatures that are just mean spirited. These are the Makatrigim, the accusing forces above. Shakol Ritsainam, that all their will is Lifoil Din. Now the Balshemta fought these people. Because in the days of the Baal Shem Tov, there were Magidim. There were those um, 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 people who gave drushes, how they call them in English? Uh, lecturers, no, they were lecturers. What? Not the sermon, a Magid, the person who would give the sermon. That would, that would go around and, 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 and predict fire and brimstone over the people. And shout and scream and tell them how much punishment the Abish is going to punish them. So the Baal Shem Tov fought this, because the Baal Shem Tov was the Gilead of Avaya in the world. As it stated in Zoyar, Reish Pashas Miketz, in the beginning of Pashas Miketz, so in the Zohar over there, let's read the Zohar, very interesting Zohar, in the beginning of Pashas Miketz, right in the first passage, the Zohar identifies these beings. That God puts an end to darkness. Even oifel v'tzamavus. I'm not exactly sure what this all means. I didn't look up the pasuk in Eiv. Hi kra itmar kate sam lachayshech do kates the smoila. This is the left side. The kates of the left side. The shot ba'alma. She floats in the world. The shot la'elan. She floats up. The kaim a kuchu berich. Kam a kuchu berich. When she stands before God. The astei the katrigal alma. And all she does all day long is to find fault in people. For itmar lachol tachlis yichayker. What is that? That what's her tachlis? The Abishter investigates its tachlis. What's its tachlis? What's the underlying reason why you're seeking judgment? The call of doyu lav inan letav, that all their intentions are not for good and purposes. tadir, but rather to destroy ulamebat kloya ba'alma and to cause destruction in the world. That's what it is. So the Zohar identifies that there is, there is such a force that exists in the world that is mean and bad-spirited at its core. The gam, and look over here, and here the Altar Rebbe says something so important, that there are people in the world, there are people that rejoice, they take pleasure in the suffering of their friends. And even when they coded in religiosity, they go and they and they get angry on a sinner. It's not true that it's coming because they really care. You know, like You know, I've I've, I've taken vengeance for God, right? Like al It's not for that. Their desire is to bring about. To execute judgment. It's like the accusing angels above. Which are like this. It doesn't bother them 
that people are are uh, sinning. Al derech kines Hashem tzavaka is like a holy vengeance. It's like when, when Pinchas ben Elazar got up and killed the Midianite woman and him, it was because it hurt him so deeply that, that, that uh, first of all, he was, that the Jewish people were being endangered and that the, 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 the separation between the Jew and the non-Jew was violated. The holiness of the Jewish people, that tore his heart. But over here, it's not that way, it's the punishment. They want the actual uh, verdict and the actual execution of the punishment. It's because these people are shards. They're the sige. They are the, the, the remnants. They are the sigim are called the dregs. They are the dregs of gevura. And that's you don't want to be that. And that's why these beings are called merivav the shem havaya. They're the ones who fight against havaya. Shehem neged sheim avaya, they stand against avaya. Shetzayna yisbarach, because God's desire is dafke bechesed. The Abish the ones dafke chesed the lachlola smaller, but you mean that the left should be included in the right, and they're the opposite. Valderech zepinish bezayar seif parshas acharei, and similar to this, I always tell the story. Whenever we learn this idea, we learned it in other maimarim. Whenever we learn this idea, I always tell the story of the briskerav, who used to be very, very. Reb Chaim Brisker was very, very anti-Zionism. And he fought Zionists like tooth and nail. And in his community, there was another fellow who used to always attack. He used to riot, he used to scream, he used to shout. And he was always like in the forefront of every fight against the Zionists. And, when he, and Reb Chaim Brisker never paid attention to him. Never looked at him, didn't give him any. And one time he bothered him very much. He asked Reb Chaim Brisker, he said, I don't understand. How come me and you are fighting the same battle and you don't even acknowledge me that I'm helping you out in this war? He says a very big. He says like this. He says you understand the difference between me and you. He says there is two people who run after the mouse. The cat, two two enter, two two beings who run after the mouse. The cat runs after the mouse, and the woman in the house runs after the mouse. This is the balabuster one. What's the difference between the two? The, the 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 woman, she doesn't want to have any mice. She'd much rather there never be a mouse in her house. If there is, she has to chase after them. The cat, he wants mice. He thrills. The, the cat is looking for a mouse. And he has a mouse that he can eat the mouse up. And that's between me and you. I would much rather there shouldn't be any Jew that I have to yell at. Chas that somebody that needs to be rebuked. I have to do what I have to do. But you, you can't sleep at night. For you, you have indigestion if you go to sleep at night, if you don't find the mouse, if you didn't find someone that you can yell at and scream at and let whatever. No, that's, that, that's the difference. So, in the same same in the end of Pashas Achare, that's Ayin Tess. The Zoyer connects over there that the, those who f- congregate against God, who are those who congregate against God, what it says by Korach? So the Zohar says this idea that they are powers of judgments that fight against kindness. And who was that? Korach. Korach wanted the Levium to be independent. That was the war. The Levium rebelled against the Kohanim. He didn't want to be under, Aaron was the higher position, and Korach was a Levi. Korach wanted to separate the Gevura onto its own. Not at the left should be integrated with the right. As also stated in Zohar in the beginning of Parshas Korach. It is another place explained also the idea of when, when, when God um, instructed the Jewish people to go out and fight against the war against Midian. And over there the Zohar explains that Midian, but don't say this from the Zohar, 
this is, Al-Tareb explains, Midian means fighting, quarrel. And these are people that love to quarrel. And sometimes the Rebbe has, a, the, the, the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Chabad Rebbe has an, an, a beautiful mimer, an amazing, very essential mimer called, it's about Avas Yisrael, and it's called Heicholtzu, where he talks about this idea of people having what's called Sinas Chinam, just pure hatred, and a lot of times, and this is called Midian, just people that just cannot, you know, they, 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 first of all, they can't stand when someone else is having it good, when someone else is having it, and they, they, they find pleasure and they revel in someone else's suffering and fall. And sadly, you know, it comes out of subtle things. Sometimes, you know, someone, a person, for whatever reason, uh, someone in the community, someone this, gets caught and with something that's not so kosher and not so good and and you know, and it's in the news. It goes into the Jewish news, and you always have people that just have a field day in 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 commenting and putting in all their comments on the this and and writing just and that's their enjoyment, that's their pleasure, and they watch when someone falls that they can sit and stab as much as they can another knife and watch the person dying in his in, in cold blood. That's their enjoyment, and a Jew should never be that way. I mean, just with words, writing nasty comments. About you know, as if they care so much, like they're busy. It's such a chil Hashem that someone did. So. Yeah, okay. So what's your business? Okay, everybody's got their yitzhar. Everybody's got their issues to deal with. If you can help them, if you're the psychologist, you'll help them. You'll help them. If not, leave them alone. But it's always like, oh, they're always they're always fighting God's fight. Leave alone God's fight. This is the idea of giving the midyon lefisha pchinas midyon riv umadain. They're into quarreling. Avai is all about Shalom. And this is There, it's not so much people that want to cause pain to others. It's just people that are into quarreling. That's the Indian. And over there, he explains that Avaya is Shalom. Achtas. Shalom, this Byron over there, it has been explained. But there, he also explains. And that Maimari explains that even though the Torah itself has punishments. Torah is not a free-for-all, do whatever you want. Torah has harsh punishments. Even, even up to the point of ca- capital punishment. The lashes and other things. Some serious, serious punishments. The tachlis, the point that the Torah gives a punishment of someone is is the ultimate point is to fix the person. You get the punishment, to fight the cancer, the disease that's in the person, to eliminate that of his soul, the spiritual thing, to clean him so they can live. It's like a father who, who, who has to sometimes beat his son for the purpose of educating him. Sometimes he has to be harsh with him. He has to discipline him. He should go in a good way. So, but it's not with the, if it's not with the love of a father and it's plain harsh judgments, they want to see the suffering. I think over there the Alter Rebbe brings, in that mimer he brings, that said it says about Achar, even the worst punishment, Achan. Achan was the one who took from the spoils of Jericho, and he caused many Jews to die in the war against Ai. So in the end over there it says that they, they, they made a whole thing, how to catch the one who took from the spoils from Yerichai. They found him. They did a whole test in front of the Aaron. They found him. And they, had to, they stoned him. But it says over there, Yakrcha Hashem. The Pasik they said, 
may Hashem bring you suffering in this today. So the Gemara learns out from here, only on this day. But once he had his death, he went to Olam Haba. He, he, the moment he left his body, he suffered, he pained. The pain of dying and being stoned is not an easy thing. But the moment his soul left his body, he went to Gan Eden. And we know, we say every day his prayer. Ba'al Kei is Rosh Tevis Achan. He's the one who composed it. So Achan is a big tzaddik, and he's in Gan Eden, and he's with all the delight and pleasure. And the only reason he needed this punishment was so that he can cleanse his soul from the blemish that he did. But the idea is a tikkun. It's not chas v'shalem, a hurting. Mitzad atzmai. I didn't look up the Zohar. It looks like an interesting Zohar over there about when Hashem spoke to Esau. And he said, what does it say with the Eloi Sirtzach? Yeah. Now we go back into the Maimon. And this it says after the, after the brackets. This it says, Hashem, may those who fight you be cut away. Okay. This is now we know who the enemies of God are. Those that enjoy inflict, affliction and suffering of others. Now the question is, however, is when these forces get an upper hand, how do we gain back the proper balance? How are they put in their place? How are they weakened or even destroyed? Now the negina, the, the, the nigun. On this shemavaya, who gershiyim. And again, I think the only reason, I mean, I'm going back to the beginning, what this mimer is doing in Parshas Nasai, is because this, this force to eliminate these enemies of God are related to Gersha in the son of one of the families of the Levium. And the parasha begins with Nasa Yisrash Pene Gersha. Again, that's my guess because I haven't seen anything else here that should, that should make, bring this mimer in to be in, in Nasa. Anyways, the, 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 the uh, trap is Gershiyim. And what is Gershiyim? It's a song that is sung with a double note. Gershiyim, something like that. It's two notes. And also, when you, when you actually see it, it has, it has like a uh, quotation mark, which are two, two signs. Shubay's kavan, these are two lines. And in, in, in Pardes, in, in Pardes is the book from the Ramah, the Ramak, Ramosha Kurdovo, be Kabbalistic safer, the Shar of Tamim, where he explains the trap, Nikratrain Gerishin. They're told Kutain Gerishin, two Gerishin. Venegin Nazu, Koilais. So why is the Altar bringing that called Shnei Gerishin? I mean, because these are two powers that cause Gerish. It causes the forces, that these prosecuting forces, to run for their life. And what is that? These are two sounds. What's the idea of it being two sounds? So the Rebbe is going to explain something really magnificent. And that is in order to chase away these forces that stand to prosecute. Because as we mentioned earlier, God has set up a system where there is room for prosecution. There is room where someone can come to court and make a claim. That's a whole, or else there's no justice. There has to be judiciary. It's one of the mitzvahs that keep the world going. Shevah mitzvahs been in Noyach to set up courts. And if, if, the, if the court is always closed because we don't want to listen to any, anybody saying anything bad about anybody, so what's the point? So if God does the same thing and he shuts down all the Bate Dinim, so there has to be room. The problem is, it's supposed to be done in a manner where it's on yes, I have a grievance against someone else and, I, and, and in order to fix the problem, I come to court. But if I just want to hurt the other person, 
That's like, like in America, it became the whole thing of but there's the intention is to make money. We're just suing. Stop because I want to, I don't want to sue this. I want to sue that. And that's taking it out of context. Not what it's supposed to be. So how do you shut that up of just having ridiculous, uh, ridiculous lawsuits, ridiculous accusations? So the way that it is done is that the power of of the Abishter, the running God. It now is going to run the world for at least for the time being. The regular system has to be suspended, so to speak, and a higher system has to kick in. And the higher system is, as we spoke earlier, the underlying force behind the entire force of the cosmos is pure, unadulterated kindness, where the kindness is not because of any reason. God doesn't want to give because of this or because of that, because you deserve or you don't deserve. The Abishtah wants to give because he wants to give. And he wants to give boundlessly. We said earlier in the beginning of the Shia that that kindness has to be filtered. Because that kindness could not be manifest in the creation. Because if then, then we would not reach the ultimate goodness because then everything would be a free lunch. And no one would deserve anything because when you get without an end, as we mentioned earlier, it would become like the first thousand years, the generation of the Mabu where everybody was spoiled. So the Abishra, it's like really with parent-child relationship, it's also the same thing. A parent has a love for their child that's boundless. And they want to give, 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 give without an end. But if they don't filter and put a filter on their kindness and cover up that state, that inner, that higher drive, and, and, and it doesn't mean just weakening the kindness. It means, it means functioning from a complete different space in your soul of kindness. And that is not from this, from this infinite ocean of kindness but from a more channeled kindness, the focused kindness, where the kindness is mellowed with gevura. It's, I, I want to give, but I want to give for a reason. I'm going to give you the $20, but why? Did you deserve it? Did you get it? Did something, do something good? And it's really kindness, because judgment really means, I was thinking about it, and it's not really kindness, it's judgment, it's gevura. No, but it's not really good. Gevura means, come on, produce. You got 100 on the test, I'm giving you five bucks. It's like, really, you really have to produce. Here, a father is looking for a little, the slightest little thing his son did, and he gives him, he gives him twenty dollars. <laughs> gives him much more. That it's kindness, but there is some kind of a, some kind of a, a demand, some kind of a something. And that means that the that it's based on a cheshbon. It's not uncalculated. It's with some calculation, and that's where you have to run. That's that's how the Abishta runs the world. The problem is that when the Abishta runs the world only from the place of cheshbon, from from calculated kindness. Sometimes, as we said before, the side of the left side gains the upper hand because there's all kinds of accusations and it overwhelms the court and it stops being kindness and it becomes just the power of din becomes too dominant. So at that time, you have to flush out the dinim. How do you flush them out? By opening up the filter and you allow the pure kindness to gush forth from the infinite original desire to create for the world from just pure kindness. And by doing that, the klipa has no chance because there they can't accuse. Because what's the accusation? They don't deserve it. It's not about, I don't care if anybody deserves it. I'm giving because I want to give. So there's nothing to talk about. That happened the day that Bilam came, came to accuse, to, to bring accusations. On that day, God's, the, 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 the entire realm of Gevura was shut down. There was nowhere to go to. The courts were shut. There was no one to prompt. There was no listening ear because God was not operating from that place. He was operating from another place. That's called Rav Chesed. The Alter Rebbe is going to explain over here there's two levels of Chesed. There is Chesed, regular Chesed, called Midas Chesed, the attribute of Chesed. And then there is the Chesed of the crown, 
of Ein Sof called Rav Chesed, abundance of Chesed. And over there, the state of the recipient is completely irrelevant. Over there I want to give because I want to give. When these two Chesed's connect, I was going to explain in a moment, you can't just go up pure to that unadulterated kindness and plug the cosmos into that place, plug the creation into the place of pure unadulterated, because that would cause the creation to be completely undone. That would electrocute the creation. It's too intense. You can't plug right in. Because everything has to come through some form of filtration, without a filter. Oh, so you do have to operate through midas chesed, a measured kindness. But what, 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 what needs to happen is like this. The midas chesed has to touch base with the rav chesed. The two have to communicate. In other words, what really has to happen is that the rav chesed energy, the flow of chesed that has no, no reason and no, no interest, or no it's not looking for any reciprocation, it just wants to give because it wants to give, has to enclose itself in the midah of chesed. And when it comes through the midah of chesed, to give it some measure and some limitation. And then, however, since the nucleus and the energy, the underlying force is pure chesed, not based on reason, so then the klipa has no stand. So you can't just say, well, what's happening here? You have to connect the rav chesed to chesed. The two have to join together. That is hinted to in this gar this double note. We're going to see soon, these double note, that double trap, is drawing down from the higher, because, by the way, every coil, every sound, when, you, when we're making sounds by the Torah, these musical notes, every sound, coil is amshacha. Is a, is a drawing down of some kind of an energy. When you're making a double sound, it means that the energy that's being drawn is, is going through two stages. Stage number one and stage number two. Drawing it twice. And he's going to explain over here what is the drawing twice. Because connect the Ze'er Anpin, the Midas HaChesed of Atzilus, of the world of emanation, to the Rav Chesed, it, you can connect it directly. There has to be like like a stop, like you're taking a flight and you have to have a stopover. There's two legs to the journey, here too. There's two legs to the journey of the energy from Rav Chesed to manifest in Chesed. And that's the double, the double sound. He's going to explain it inside. Let's see it over here. In order to sweeten the judgments when the judgments get too harsh, and their nullification, has to be This has to come from the chesed element of the long face of God. Erech anpin means the large face. What's the difference between the long face and the small face? The anpin is generally, as we said earlier, the spherot of Atzilus, the, the those attributes that where God is already adapted and adjusted to the creation. That's why it's called the small face, because Hashem has limited Himself, His attributes, to some kind of a of course, as much as you can say, finite state, so that it can be relatable to the creation. It's called Hashem's small face. Rav Chesed, or Erech Anpin, means Hashem's face where He's still infinite, which means the essential emotions, when they're in their source, not adapted, adjusted to a creation. And over there, how much God's kindness is not measured by deserving or not deserving, it's just pure, pure kindness, without any rational reason or, or, or explanation to, to define it and limit it. 
It is above, above from the chesed of the Zeir Anpin. Because the chesed of Zeir Anpin, of the small face, nikra chesed olam, that's called worldly chesed. As we said earlier, it's adjusted already to the creation. That chesed, the Pesach says, Hashem chesed. To you, God is kindness. Ki teshalim le'ish. You pay man kimaseyu as his deeds are. The, the fact that the Abishta gives us measure for measure and the Abishta gives us reward for our deeds, that's also chesed. Because the Gemara says, hold it. If Hashem is paying us kimaseyu, like our actions, why, why is that chesed? That's deserving. So the Gemara says, yeah, okay, you made a mezuzah. Who gave you the house to make the mezuzah? I mean, do I have to give you, do, do I have to reward you? For, for, it's like, you know, the kids say to their parents, do I get a reward? I cleaned up my plate. Yeah, you didn't clean up the house. You cleaned up your plate. Of what? Of the food that I gave you to eat. I have to reward you for that? Yeah, but give me a lollipop. So why do I have to give you a candy? What have I given ice cream? For cleaning up your own plate. But God does that. Hashem says, I gave you a house. Put a mezuzah on the house. You put a mezuzah now. Now you want a reward for the mezuzah. But who gave you the house? That's the Gemara. Who gave you the tzitzis? You put on tzitzis. Who gave you the garment that you put on tzitzis? Who gave everything that we're giving? Hashem gave us everything before it, so we're just basically cleaning up our own plate. But yet the Eibushter does give. So that's called Chesed, even though he's rewarding us kimasehu like our actions. It's still called Chesed. But that's a Chesed that's at least considering our deservingness, our virtue, our our da'ainu. Uh, it's according to man's deeds. According to the arousal from below. So too is the arousal from above. From this kindness. It's called chesed olam because it's reciprocation to the world. And also olam means measure. It's limited. It's mita. It's measured. Because we're measured. So how much can we stimulate? If it's based on our deserving, how much can we stimulate? It's all measured. Fa'al Canaan, but, so what's, that's great, but over there in that place, there could be a debate, deserve or not deserve. That's when the prosecuting angel comes in and said he doesn't deserve. Fa'al Canaan, comes the makatrig, the accusing angel, and he comes and he gives a kitruk, he gives an accusation. Like Bilam, he looked and he said, Bilam had such a nose, he could smell a rat from a mile away. He found not just the sins the Jewish people did, he found the sins that they're gonna do. That's how, 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 how what kind of das the klipa he had, that he was able to shmeko the potential ban. The places that the Jewish people uh, will sin. And based on this, he wanted to make a kitrik. He wanted to accuse Lil to find to, to, to give to give which is which is guilt. to evoke the attribute of judgment. But that's only when the Ebrist is operating from Chesed Olam. But Chesed comes from the crown. Crown means above the head, meaning the infinite, the boundless. Chesed, the Allah, this is the higher kindness, v'nikra v'rav chesed, and that's called abundance of chesed, v'shemeirum espashet b'pchenas ein soif, because this shines infinitely, b'li gvulum midah, without a limit and without a measure.
Where over there he explains that in us also, we can actually tap into that infinite kindness and, and cause it to come upon us. Based on what we learned now, it's like it has to somehow, God has to be blessed. It has to happen kind of. We can't control that. But the Alta Rebbe says we could control that because Hashem is our shadow. And when we also do kindness without a measure, not based on any calculations, just mamish undeserving kindness, then we tap. Because when we measure and we give based on our obligation, how much tzedakah I have, obligated to give, the Alter Rebbe says a fifth, a tenth, a fifth. You're putting measures, it's wonderful, it's good. God is also going to operate from the measured kindness. But when a person, mamish, gives away his last piece of bread, they give away everything without any calculations, then you're tapping in also to God's infinite kindness. And from there, there's no calculations. And over there, the isoiris, meaning the arousal from below doesn't reach, meaning it's not dependent on anything happening down here. Over there, it's an uninterrupted flow where the kindness flows continuously, but on its own. Because God wants chesed. Meaning the impetus is that He wants, not that we deserve. Just He wants. And therefore, when we're mamshech, this kindness, all the judgments are bottled. And all the accusing forces don't occupy any place, klal at all. And when we can only evoke this place, or not evoke, when this place is revealed, then the, then the accusing, there's nothing to accuse. There's no one to talk to. We learned this mimer last year, I think, that God did not want to listen to him. Meaning, he doesn't even give him, doesn't even give him a fighting chance. Doesn't even, give him, doesn't even let him open his mouth. I don't want to hear. But the problem, however, is the kindness from this very high level. You can't draw this down below because it's infinite. We can't receive this infinite kindness. See, a kindness stimulated by us is measured by us. So it has some kind of limitation. But God's gushing river and, 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 and spring of kindness, that's infinite. How can a finite creation receive from there? So the chesed of the erech ampin, the kindness originating in erech ampin, which means in the long face, has to enclose itself in the small face. It serves as a container and a vessel to facilitate. It's almost like a funnel. What's a funnel? You have a big, huge source of water. And you want to pour it into a small cup. You can't pour it into the small cup. It's just going to gush the cup. So you, you make a funnel. The funnel helps narrow it down so you should be able to put it into a smaller cave. That's the function over here of the Zeir so it comes out like this. There's two ideas. There are times when the chesed itself, the soul, the energy of the chesed, is originating in the small face. Meaning the entire impetus to give and to, and to, and to, is because you deserve. Then it's really a measured kindness. But then there's something else. Where the drive, the underlying drive is because I want to do it. I just need to find an excuse, so to speak, to put it through that vessel so it limits it. Oh, then it's, it's, it's really an infinite kindness. It's just 
being made receivable through the lower. And that's the idea. The chesed is on nikra gufa. Now the chesed of the Zeirampin is called a body, a guf. And the chesed, the higher chesed is called the neshama, the soul. Because it's only the act, just like the body actualizes the soul. Gives the soul a certain uh, um, ability to perform in the physical. Like this, a soul has a lot of energy, but it can't impact physicality unless it has something to, that it can use as a conveyor. And that's the body that conveys the soul's energy into the physical. So the same is also, you need the, the lower chesed is now becoming a body to help convey this higher chesed into the world. That becomes the neshama to the chesed of the Zeirampim. Like the example. When you have a soul, a bodiless soul, when it's not enclosed in a body, it could, it, it could influence, but it can only influence spiritual things. In order for it to move the table, you can't do that. Because it can't have a hashpa on the physical. It has to enclose itself in a body, and then it can operate in the physical. The same as Rav Chesed. It's higher than the substance of what we call kindness. It's the source and the root of kindness. It's like we say also in regards to Rachamim. Just like these are two levels in Chesed, there's also two levels in Rachamim. There's of harachamon, compassionate father, and there is of harachamim. Sometimes we say rachamon and rachamim. What's the difference? Of harachamim, of harachamon means compassionate father. Of harachamim means the father of compassion. That means it's still it's above compassion. It's the source from where compassion comes from. Pidish avu makor lamidas there is no influence that can come in the three lower worlds, creation, formation, and, and actualization. It first needs to go through the funnel, which is called chesed of atzilus, the chesed of the world of emanation. Which is called the body. As the Zohar says, chesed is the right arm. As it's also stated explicitly in the Zohar, in the Idra, that the real chesed, the chesed of true truth, which is the higher chesed, is not applicable to physical life. It's, it's just spiritual matters. But in order to, only in the life of the soul, but needs to be getting down into chaya de gufa, into the body of chesed. I think the Zohar over there is talking about the, the Yud Gimel Midas Arachamim that are mentioned in, in, um, in the Torah and the Yud Gimel Midas Arachamim that are mentioned in uh, Mikhail Kamoicha in, in, in one of the Nevi'im, which one is Mikhail Kamoicha? And Amos, we say it by Tashlech. It's a different, uh, it's Charya, I think. I don't remember which one. It's the 13 Midas. We say it by Tashlech. It's also the 13 attributes of mercy. So the Zohar says that the, that the Mikhail Kamoicha that is said then but in, in the Navi is higher than the 13 attributes of Moshe. Because the 13 attributes of Moshe are applicable to the body, to the physical life, and the 13 attributes that are mentioned in the Navi, which we say by Tashlich, is applicable to the life of the soul, not the life of the body. But then there's another problem. 
He's giving two explanations. Hold on. He's giving two explanations why the chesed we can't plug in directly into the chesed of the crown, chesed of Erechant. It must be dafka coming down through, it has to be invested and enclosed in chesed, in the lower chesed. And the reason that is, since the chesed of Erechampin is believable without a limit, and there's no, there's no, um, the, the, the our actions and our deeds, the, 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 the work of, the, of, the, of below, down here, doesn't play any role over there at all, is insignificant. There's another danger. If God opens up this very high place of endless, unaccountable kindness, we said earlier, then it could be, then besides for the fact that it could be too powerful that we can't handle it, it can destroy, like water that is not coming down through a filter. It's just water that's lacking a, trying to take a shower and there's no shower head. So it's just pure water, you can't really take a normal shower. It's only when you have the shower head that sprinkles into small drops, you can take a shower. So it's with rain. Okay, so that's one reason. It's too intense. But there's another reason. When the flow is coming from such a high place, it can go to the other. That itself can support that which is evil in the world. Because God is not considering any of the recipients, good or bad. He's free for all, giving to everybody. It says Paro, Paro was, was plugged into that place. That's why Mitzrayim was so strong, even though they were so evil, they were so corrupt, they were such a, a monstrous people, yet they were receiving such hashpa, and they were so powerful and strong, it's because they were plugged in to Rav Chesed. The Chitzon and the other sides are able to receive the men from that place. That's why in order to have the best of both worlds, you want God to not be so discriminate with us. But you want some kind of discrimination yet to be. You want it to come dafka to the Jewish people and not to the klipa. Only to good people and not to bad people. So therefore, when it's funneled through the, the chesed of Atzilus, it gives it somewhat of direction and focus. That this revelation of the supernal chesed should be drawn rak besutru de kedusha. Only in the side of holiness. That's the, over there the Altareb explains in the Mimer why the minister of Esau was fighting with Yaakov. Because Yaakov was the one who established the entire system of Atzilus. And, the, the, and before Yaakov, there was a flow coming directly from a beyond Atzilus and everybody could take whatever they wanted. On the famous mimer, over there it says, the Altareb explains something really beautiful. In the Haggadah we say, we were servants to Paro in Egypt, and God our God took us out, with a mighty arm. and a mighty. So there, there he brings from the Arizal, a very interesting idea. And he says like this, in Mitzrayim the problem was, as we said earlier, one of the, the reason why things were so upside down in Egypt, that the Egyptians were so powerful and strong, was Paro, because until the Jews went out, until the Torah was given, God was not operating through the filter. He was giving free for all. It was a free lunch. So Klippa is able to go up there, the unholy and derive energy. What Moshe Rabbeinu needed to do was to change the entire system, to rewire the entire system. What happened? The two hands of, of Keser, which is called Yad HaGedola, Yad HaChazaka, 
These are the two arms of Kesser. What does the two arms mean? The giving of Kesser that is giving indiscriminately. They're giving, and God was not having God didn't have a sleeve. His arms, his kindness was not in sleeved in any sleeve, so he was just giving without an end. In order to protect it, to change it, Moshe Rabbeinu got that biyat chazaka bezroinatuya should be enclosed in chachma and in bina. Chachma and bina are what? It should enter into logic, into a realm where give where it makes sense, not just to give indiscriminately. Now, that does not mean that the underlying drive is not just pure kindness. It is, but at least have some kind of a direction. And that's the idea that Havaya Elokeinu, Havaya Elokeinu is Chachma and Bina. When Chachma and Bina enclose the two hands of, 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 of Keser, that's what brought about that the, that the flow is not anymore just free for all. It's going Dafka to Kedushin. It's the same idea that we're learning over here. Vizau Shanagina. And here's the beautiful thing. That's why the song, Shall Shame Hashem of the name of Yudke Vavke, in the Pasuk of Avaya Yechatu Merivav, let your enemies be cut away, who Garshiyim, what's Garshiyim? Shem Beis Tenuois, two songs, two musical notes, Zula Maila Mezu, one is atop the other, it's like one, and then there's one atop of it. Lahoyrois to show, Shuam Shacham Amakam Elyon Mi'oid, what's happening over here, we're drawing down from such a high place, that you can't just draw down, you have to draw it once and twice. What does that mean? Since you're drawing from such a high place, from the Erech Anpin to the Ze'er Anpin, and they're so distant. Erech Anpin is Keser, it's infinite. And Ze'er Anpin is small. It has to be drawn in two stages. One is from the kindness of Erech Anpin. Your first stage of enclothing is because above the era, above the kindness of the Zayir Anpin, above the emotions, is the intellect. You're trying to pull from the crown to the heart. You have to pass the head. So you have to draw down, like we said before, into Chachman, into Bina, that's one Hamshach. And then from, from the intellect into the emotions. So there's, there's a double Hamshach. And then from the father and mother, from Chacham and Bina, it's drawn down to the Zeyram, to the emotions. That's why it's two songs. Look in Shira Shirim, in the, where there too it talks about Chasen. Chasen means stepping down. It's two, two levels of Chasen. Drawing down once, drawing down twice. Two levels of heart, which I think is the color receiving twice. Va'azay and then, when the shame avaya of erech anpin is drawn down into the zeir anpin, al Through this, those who fight God this <coughs> run away, because if the underlying drive in all hashpa is because I want to give, not because you deserve, I'm only keeping the deserving as a very thin film, kind of to create some kind of direction. Then the accusing angels don't. Don't don't uh, don't uh, are irrelevant. Whatever they have to say is irrelevant. Shem is batlam koyches adin. The powers of din become nullified. Shem meriva of the zah. 
They're fighting with Zeiranpin. They're the antithesis. They're the, they're the ones who quarrel with the Zeiranpin. They, they're eliminated. They would be able to if Zeiranpin is standing on its own. But when the Zeiranpin is now facilitating the light of Erechanpin, they're gone. And that's the meaning of what the Zohar says. When the judgments become intense, God has to be blessed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets blessed. And when the Abishta gets blessed, that's when the Dinim fall away. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the Zeir Anpin. It means, blessed means a higher light comes down. Blessed means there is a, blessing in Hebrew is the word Baruch. Baruch means a hamshach, a flow. A flow emanates from past, from beyond the filter. And when that flow emanates, it fills the Zeir Anpin with this, with this intense kindness that he's not even interested in hearing what's happening on the left, what kind of accusations anybody has to accuse. And the Zohar explains, this explains, by the way, all the stories that you have from the Baal Shem Tov, where you have like those intense judgments happening on Yom Kippur, and the Baal Shem Tov is trying to fight off all these horrible things. And this little boy comes, the shepherd boy, and he makes kukariku, and he goes, uh, whatever, and, he, uh, and then suddenly everything changes. What happened with all the accusations? If, if there was a judgment being brewing in heaven, there was accusations. So what, was how, how, what happened there? And the answer is, when this boy cried out, Kukuriku, he gave God such delight and pleasure that he opened up the filter. And suddenly the gushing infinite light comes because it was so deep from the deepest point of this innocent boy's heart and it was so powerful that it reaches beyond the filter and it moves away. And once that's connected, then everything is irrelevant. Then you're making me, then the, well, who cares? The Ebishter just wants to give. And then all the dinim are, are, are demolished and fall away. And that's why the Zoyer says that the word merivoy means they're fighting the vav. The vav is the six midas. Which the chesed is generally, again, the default stage is that the chesed should be stronger. Because the gevura that's there, where the left is only included in the right. And the accusing angels above, that are in the chambers of the external force, external places. That try to prosecute against the Jewish people. They stand mamish against a, the, the idea of the Zeir Anpin, which is meant to be kindness with a little sparkle of Gevura, like we said earlier, a little bit sweet lemonade. Okay, you need to have a lemon, but it's really all about the sugar, the sweetness of it. The Nikra Meriva, they're fighting against God. Like it says openly in the Torah, that how much they upset God. When it says when God saw that Bilam was going, Bilam did not want to turn back when Hashem told the book. It says God got angry that he's going. Why did it anger him? Because that's against God knew Bilam's intentions, and God knows his power that he has such a that he'll bring up legitimate arguments. That's the problem with Bilam. He wasn't stamen, a silly guy. He brought up legitimate arguments. But that's not what God wants to hear. Leave me alone. I don't want you to say. It's like, it's like you have a neighbor who's going to always come and knock on the door and tell you how your child misbehaved. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't want to hear it. It may be misbehaved, but I don't want to hear it. It upset God that he's going. 
And when the Shem Havaya of Erech Ampin, the higher Havaya, is revealed in Zah, through this the other side yet cuts, gets cut away. This is similar to what it says. It says that God, this is the same idea when it says that Moshe Rabbeinu called out Hashem Hashem Kel What's this Hashem Hashem mentioning it twice? Because the first Hashem is the Yudke Vavke as it is infinite. The Avaya Daliela, that's the infinite Yudke Vavke. That's the Rachamim that is boundless. The lower Havaya, that's the Rachamim, the Midas Rachamim. And Moshe Rabbeinu is connecting the two. That's why there's, by the way, when you look at Hashem Hashem, you'll see there's a line between them. Look in your Siddur, there's a line. What's the line? The line is the filter. There has to be a filter. Because if there is no filter, then we would be swamped with this infinite compassion and we couldn't handle it. So there has to be a filter. But the point over here is sometimes you have to puncture holes in that filter and allow the unfiltered kindness and compassion of God to flow into the world. But how did Moshe Rabbeinu accomplish that? Vayavar Hashem al panav. God went over his face. So he's going to explain over here the face is Chachma and Bina. That's the face. The face of a person is where you see their intelligence. So in order to get from the unadulterated compassion and love to the more measured love, you have to pass through the intelligence. So why was it necessary? When did, when did Moshe Rabbeinu evoke this? See, the Jewish people stood by our Sinai. They said, God loved them. He went to all the other nations, everybody rejected him. The Jewish people were willing to accept it, get married. God's beloved bride. All the love was there, was beautiful. But then we messed up pretty quickly, very badly. Forty days later, we made a horrible mess. And the stench was terrible. Now what is God going to do? Based on all calculations, he wanted to dump them. They, they cheated on him 40 days after they got married. I mean, this was not a, this was not a little thing. This is a serious problem. And yet, what happens? Moshe Rabbeinu has no choice. What does Moshe do? He moves the filter to this side. And he, and, he, and, he, and he pulls God down from a place where God's commitment to the Jewish people is not based on any reason. It's just because. If, it's gonna, if he's going to leave reasoning over there, there's no chance. We don't stand the chance. We don't deserve. So Moshe Rabbeinu had no choice but to evoke, to kick, so to speak, to tickle God in his soft spot. No choice. He has to, so to speak, go up to the place where Hashem loves the Jewish people no matter what. Not based on any reason. Huh? Yeah, in a minute. I'm finishing it over here. Vayikra, uh, I want to finish this piece. That's what I'm working on. After the sin of the eagle. And to bring atonement and forgiveness. Drew down Yud the Anpin, the thirteen attributes of mercy of Erech Anpin, and that's why he said, If your face is not going with us, don't take us up. If you're not going to accompany us from your higher place, don't go with us. because they sinned. What did Moshe Rabbeinu do? He he evoked the higher Havaya, but as we said earlier, that's too of a dangerous place. Can't leave that open. Also, it's gonna it's too intense. So from there, how do you? He has to enclose it in the lower Havaya. Upsik tama baneyu shakara vehimshech, and there's a middle. There's a split between them. Shakara vehimshech, Meshem Havaya de'erechampin. 
He drew down and he called forth from the name Avaya of Erechanpin B'Shem Avaya De in the name of Avaya of the Zeheranpin V'Amshacha Zut Tzarech Liyos and this Amshacha needs to be Al Yedei Vayavet Hashem Al Panav God has to go over his face Panav Em Chachma Bina Panav the face is Chachma Bina K'mashakas of Chachmas Adam Tarer Panav as it says the wisdom of a person illuminates his face so Vayavet Hashem Hashem went from over his face into his face and from there into his heart is drawn through Liza to the Zeranpin. And that's the reason why it's a double note. Because you have to pull it first here, two times. Once here and then further down. That's why also the song of the Shema Vaya, of the Pasuk. Havaya yechatu merivav, yechatu merivav hu gershiyim. Vine gershiyim hu gamke loshin gershiyim. Now gershiyim is also from the word gershiyim, means to banish. Kamosha kasa be'inyan avoidus b'nei gershiyim. Like we spoke about earlier in the Mimer earlier, so I guess that's the connection to this week's parasha. When we speak about Gershon, this causes the chitzonim, the extraneous forces, to escape, to drive them away. When you draw down Rav Chesed, the abundant kindness, in the six um, uh, directions of the Ze'er Anpin, these are the six colors. And that's, by the way, what they did. Ger, the Bnei Gershon, they carried the Uriahs. And the Uriahs had six colors. So that's their point. They have to connect the six colors to this infinite light, to the Makif. And Vezel Gerish. And through this, they chase away the clip of Achachvav, Achachachnun. When you chase away the clipa, then you have the Vav, and then you have the Nun, you can be Mabshech it down, and all is good. Now there's, that's Sif Aleph. That's chapter one. All of this. Now there's chapter two. For that, we're going to take a break. And most of the mimer is done already. The main bulk of the mimer is done a little bit more explanation. Continue now. Olav Bashamayim Yiram. The first part of the Pasuk said, Hashem Yechatum Yerivov. Hashem, those who fight against them should be destroyed. Second half of the Pasuk says, Olav, upon him, Bashamayim in the heavens, Yiram, he will shout. Simply it means that Hashem will shout against his enemies, against these enemies, all of on him. So, but now he explains it a little different. Pidish Movad, in addition, is all a continuation to what we just said. In addition, Masha Chesed the Erechanpin, where the kindness of the level of crown, of Erechanpin, of the level called the long face. Mislabish Betoicha Chesed the Zah. Encloses itself in the lower kindness and the kindness of the Zeirab. Shalyadeze, which through this Yechatu Meriva, those who stand against God are destroyed. Baleyadin, those who try to bring persecution. Oidzois Yasin, if Hashem will do even a greater wonder. 
he will get angry at them. He will be coil ram with a with a with a powerful with a with a sound with a <clears throat> a sound of a, of a thunder a thundering after this also from chesed of erechampen itself in other words like this now we were saying that the kindness from the infinite place is enclosed like a soul in a body into the chesed of the lower chesed so the higher chesed is operating through the lower chesed now since it's operating through the lower chesed even though it's very powerful and very potent and it has enough power to send the accusing angels flying but still it has some some kind of boundaries because it's it's coming through a body it's coming through a a, a the lower chesed but then after that god is going to unleash upon the other side upon these forces of persecution pure kindness on its own not enclosed in the lower kindness. And that's the meaning, Bashamayim, in the level of Shamayim Yiram. All of on top of Shamayim. Shamayim, sorry. Shamayim is the Zairampin. The small face is called Shamayim because Shamayim, over there is Mayim, or Esh and Mayim, fire and water. All of means upon him, on top of Shamayim. Yiram, he will, he will uh, or no, I think he's learning the opposite over here. Olav is referring to Tahavaya, to the Yud Kevavke, to the Zerampin. Bashamayim over here would mean in Keser, in the Erechampin, that's above Olav, on top of him, Yiram, from there he will thunder. Which means he will treat them to a little dosage of pure Chesed of the Keser, not enclosed and filtered by the... I guess once they, you chase them away with the filtered light with the unfiltered light coming through the filter of the lower chesed, coming at least a little bit through the chesed, then you can take it further and apply, give them a treatment from direct pure love and pure kindness, which will send them, which will decimate them completely. As it is not enclosed in the kindness of the Zeir then the chesed is simpler, meaning there's, you don't have to give any excuses whatsoever for the kindness. Like when it encloses itself in chesed of Zah, where it has to have somewhat of a reason, like, a, like someone has to give a little bit of a reason why he's still choosing to be kind to so-and-so. You're giving some kind of reason. But here it's no reason at all, just this is what I want. You know, don't even talk to me. It is like, and the Ebrister says, I don't care. Over there it hides a little bit on the chesed of Zerampin. Ubezoyer Shaman and Zohar over there, Pidish Indian Allah Bashamayim, over there upon him on heaven. The Zohar says, the Ratzalayim Metala Da'atika. Shamayim is the, Allah Bashamayim means the dew that's coming from Atik, from, from the, which is the inner, innermost point of the crown. Hanimshech al Zah, that's coming on Zah, Hanikra Shamayim. The Zerampin is called Shamayim. Allah means what that which is coming down on Shamayim. This can also fit with this explanation that we just said. What's the period that he just gave? The difference between... Sorry. The difference between the first half of the Pasuk. Hashem Yechatu Merivai. And the second half of the Pasuk. All of Bashamayim Yiram is in the first half. It's 
the chesed is being at least enclosed in the lower chesed. In the second half, they're being treated to pure chesed, not even enclosed. So he says this fits with what the Zohar says, that Allah Bashamayim is referring to the dew that's falling from the ancient one, at Atik, because this dew is coming from the, Atik means the first three, you know, in Erech itself, there are the seven, the latter seven and the first three. That too is structured with ten sefirot. And it says like this, the, the lower seven, even though they're infinite and they're also boundless, but they lend themselves to some kind of an enclosement in lower things. They could be enclosed. They could have some kind of a lavush. But the first three, Chachma Bina Das, or Keser Chachma Bina, of Keser, that light is so potent and so powerful, you can't enclose it in anything. And that's the dew that comes from Atik Yomi. That's why it's going to resurrect even the dead. Meaning it's, it's pure, it's life emanating from the essence of God. And it can resurrect, bring even the dead back to life. That's, uh, as he says, This dew, which is called the crystal dew, and the, and the concealed mochen, it's even higher of drawing the chesed of the erechamp. But of course, it's a Kabbalistic idea. Because as long as you're dealing with the emotional level of the erechamp, over there, there's some kind of an enclosement. It's enclosed in the revealed chachma, the revealed wisdom. And from there to the next stage, to the erechamp, it goes through a, a real enclosement. But the concealed moach, the tal the bedulcha, and the tal from this crystal tal, who is above being enclosed at all. Because it's from the first three um, attributes of keser, which is keser, chachma, and bina of keser. Which is keser in general, it says in Kabbalah is a mediator between the emanations and the emanator. It's the middle between the eman. And, and every mediator has, has to, if, you, if you're mediating between English and Spanish, you have to speak Spanish and English. So if you're mediating between two, you have to have some of each. So if Kesser is the emanator, is the mediator between the emanator, which is God's essence, and the, and the, and the spherot and the attributes, and it has to have within it, it's the source of the attributes, but it's also the tail end of the essence of God that's utterly beyond all attributes. The first three attributes of Keser, that's the tail end of God himself. The lower seven, they're already the beginning of the attributes. And that's why it's a major difference if you're touching the first three or the lower seven. The lower seven are enclosable, coverable. The first three are untouchable. Um, and when you evoke from this place, that causes a thunder over those prosecuting angels, that are prosecuting, even stronger. But you don't want to do this right away. First, you want to bomb them, and then you want to bomb the daylights out of them. And it comes like in two stages first, a lower revelation, and then you bring in the heavy artillery. And basically, what are we talking about? Bombing the world with love and with kindness.
This is what King David also says. David is also speaking about this level. When he speaks about how God should treat his enemies, he says, that Hashem should thunder from heaven. Hashem. And the one above, the one on high, Yitain Koyla should give his give his voice. Why is David Melech speaking that his enemy should be destroyed from so high? Because David Melech was a very humble person. He felt that he, from the level of kindness, which is based on deserving, he doesn't deserve that God should decimate his enemies. He might deserve some punishment on his own. But David Melech, because he really did deserve, but he would have done well even from that level, because he was a perfect tzaddik, impeccable tzaddik. But the reason why he's, but still because of his humility, he felt he doesn't deserve. So therefore he was calling forth from this very, very high level where there was beyond all, 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 all discrimination. And from there, God can destroy his enemies just because. He was humble. He did not depend on his merits. God says, I will give to the... I will be gracious to those that, I, to those that I'm gracious to. Meaning, t- completely dependent on the Ebishter, not on... Through the revelation of the Erech of the long face, from there God will send his salvation to help him from all his enemies. The one on high, Yitin Koyle, will give his voice. The kindness of Erech Ampin, Nikra Chesed Ilah is called the higher Chesed. The Elyon, the one on high. The Chesed from a higher place. Now, once you evoke the Chesed from there, now you start activating the Gevura. But what is the point now of the Gevura? The Gevura is now going to be Gevura on the Gevura. In other words, now there's going to come fire and brimstone on who? on those who want to dare to change the system of creation and to cause God to be a vengeant, punishing God. They're going to get God's wrath. That's what she continues and he says, he sends his arrows. The supernal gevura is going to come down, but what's the gevura? It's God's intensity in being kind. His intensity of kindness that's the Gevura that's going to fight with arrows. It's going to shoot. It's going to bombard the Kedusha Lechalos to eradicate, Ulahavit, and to utterly decimate and destroy Koiches Adin, the powers of judgment, Hamakatrigim, that are interaccusing, the enemies of God, that hold back all flow. Those who want to stop Hashem's blessings from reaching the world. So unbelievable, Mimer. All about the, the Alter Rebbe is clearing, he's clearing the heavens in this Mimer. He's clearing the entire, all, <laughs> anything that might be up there that's standing in the way, the Alter Rebbe is like, with this Mimer, he's just removing and just allowing the Abish's love to flow uninterrupted and kindness. And the last words that Chana says, and he will give strength to his king. Our strength is Gevurah. So hold it, we were just now eliminating the Gevura. Strength is Gevura. Gevura means strength. And they were saying, Vayit and Oz, Oz is strength, Lamalka to the king. He says like this, you don't want to completely eradicate Gevura. Because we said in the beginning of the Mayama, Gevura is good. You need Gevura. Gevura adds intensity to the kindness. 
So we're, we're talking now, you, you, you want to activate the pure infinite kindness to flush out all this, all this misinterpreted gevura that became, that gone haywire, that has gone independent and separate. But he says, oh, now that you've flushed out the klipa and they're not in the system, you can reintroduce gevura. But the gevura now is going to serve a very particular purpose. You're going to give gevura into the shechina and into the Jewish people. For what purpose? Not a gevura of rejection, but a gevura that's going to evoke within them yearning and love. You're going to send that, that gevura diga element down to inspire fire. But fire of longing, fire of, as we said before, the, the, Hashem might hold back a little bit, but it's the gevura to hold back where it's just te teasing. He's teasing the person to intensify the relationship. Such gevuras is a good gevura. That's from the left side. But where is that going to go? Only to his king. Who's this king? That's the Shechina called Malchus of Atzilus. That's the last level of the world of Atzilus, Malchus, the Shechina. And the Chitzonim have gone away. You can deliver to her, and which she is the source of all souls, and you put a zinger of lemon over there. For what purpose? To create the fire. From above, from below. To evoke love. Like it says, His left hand is beneath my head. And his right hand embraces me. His right hand is the embrace. The left hand is what? Is the pushing away to evoke the, 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 <coughs> the longing. But, but your problem is once you deliver lemon, what happens? The klipa might grab the lemon and use it, as we said before, use the gevura for negative things. But they're not here anymore because they've been already. That's the point. And now it will not go to the to the extraneous forces. because they will misinterpret the gevura. They will turn it into judgment, and that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. The Indian and he says, and the idea is sheyesh beiz bechinos In the left side, in the left channel. There is two elements. One of them is where the left is coming just to lift the head. We learned in the other mind that every night Hashem sends out Malach Gavriel and he whips, he has a fiery rod and he whips the rooster. And the rooster goes and it wakes everybody up. It says that what's the source of it? The source of it is that there are five gvurais of Bina that cause a yearning in the supernal worlds, wakes up the Nishamis to yearn so that they can come close to Hashem. Down here, it's, it's waking up the people to serve God. That's, it's gvura. But it's a, the gvura is the intention of that gvura is to create, to spark the fire. That's a good gvura. Liyaslam hagbah barish pe'esh. See, if the Eibishter immediately spills his light all the time over everybody and with, with this loving embrace, we would never feel the yearning. The yearning comes from the distance, from the tension. So that God is constantly sending Gevura down. That's a good Gevura. So we should have something to yearn for and lift ourselves up with longing, with flames of fire. Like we said earlier, heating up the sheep that Yaakov put to heat the sheep. And when he heated them up, 
that caused also the intensity in the uh, to to cause the like the the the, the males to want to be mashpia. The main unity is through the arousal of the Gevura. And the flaming flames of love. The heat is gabras and intensification. When it's cold, it doesn't happen. Where he explains how the Gevura that's mixed with the Chesed is the most powerful thing. But the second thing is like we said earlier, there's another Indian with the left side. Where the right side is bringing close and the left side is pushing away. Where the, where the, where the idea is a rejection. Not just pushing you a little far so that you, I'm pulling you and pushing you, I'm pulling you and pushing you, so that I'm pulling you and I create more tension. That's the first type of Gevura. There's another type of Gevura where uh, this true rejection. That Gevura, even though it begins in Kedusha, can very, very quickly become a force of, that force of rejection can become a force of real hatred, animosity, vengeance, and, 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 and cruelty, and cruelty. That Gevura should never be. The, the, from this Bechina comes, as we spoke about earlier, the deriving of the Chitzonim. Those that are of harsh judgments. They are only pushing away. We went on to it in the last page. Without any bringing close from the right hand. Because they don't have any element of connecting the left side to the right side. They're pure left. But after you've already cut them off through the chesed of Erech Anpin, we're going to reactivate the Gevura. But the Gevura is going to be only for this purpose to give strength and Gevura to Malchus like the left is under his head, when the Gevura gets included in kindness, then the Ashpa is going to be more intense, the Chayas Gadol, and with a lot of Chayas. To his people, Hashem gives Gevura, but it's meant, Okay. Earlier we said that the chesed of Erepampin is called Yad Agdula. That's the great hand. And the next level, as we said before, giving strength, that's Yad Agdula. There's not explaining that much. Okay, it's all in the parentheses here. Now, this is the conclusion of the Mimer. This Hamshach, to be able to open up this window to the pre-filtered light, only very big tzaddikim can do that. Ordinary people have to operate within the system. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to go there. The Baal Shem Tov was able to go there. Big Rebbe, the Rebbe went there. It's like tzaddikim who can open up 
change the entire, change the entire system, the way God runs the world. Mamish, only the super super superman tzaddikim. He says, To draw down the revelation of chesed of erechampin, lamata down here below, this is not the natural course of flow. Shall say there is It's not the way the Abish to set up the system. the very big tzaddikim, are able to draw it down bitfilasam in their prayer. that it should be drawn down here below. This was Moshe Rabbeinu's avoda and his toil. in his tefillah, to draw forth the 13 attributes of mercy. He drew them down. As it says, When he bowed down, that's when he pulled it down. He exposed it. He exposed God's soft spot, so to speak. He revealed it. The Zohar says explicitly, He's quoting the Zohar. How powerful is Moshe? The Achis that he was able to reach or to take mechilin the rachmi, the the channels of mercy, letata down here. He was able to bring it down. Ein shom ve'ein oid bezayir b'shalach pidush va'ata yigdon akoyach adna. Then he then he tries to he's explaining over here the difference between why in parsha shalach in two weeks from now it only mentions nine midos arachamim, and the first time it mentions thirteen in parsha kesisa. I don't understand. I have to look up the Zohar, so I'm not going to read it. But it's, it's all part of the Tzemach Tzedek's um, explanations over here. It would be really interesting to learn it, but I'm not feeling that well, and I, there's a lot of, a lot of um, sources. And the same is also in Gan Eden. And even in Gan Eden, this revelation of this infinite place is only for the very great Tzadikim. The Yarsin Tuf Alma the Ksufin that they merit the four hundred worlds of longing. Hanim Shachem Erechampin that come from the Erechampin, from Oiver La Seicher, as explained by Avram Avinu. Yeah. And that's where it is. Why does he conclude that only Big Tzadikim could do that? Obviously, the Alter Rebbe was one of those who could do that because or else he wouldn't have been able to explain this whole Mimer. He gives you the whole manual. Of exactly where you have to connect it to, you have to wire this up to here and here up to there. <laughs> so if he probably gave, if he wrote the manual, he probably uh, was able to uh, do that. But he says uh, this is just for the selected few of you who know how to do it. The good thing is when we learn it, I'm sure we evoke the same rachamim and compassion. So I'm going to go back to what I mentioned in the beginning. This is for a for shalema for etel chaya basmusya. So if we mamshech such a high place, for sure they should have a total and complete recovery. Without any 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 considerations or any limitations, and be completely completely returned back to her default state when she was healthy. Not this uh, whatever. Amen. Also, all those who need a Yeshua should have a Yeshua. Okay, much more than what I've stated tonight says in the in this book and in this mimer, but at least we got a little bit of a taste.